Welcome to the Sharon Fitzmaurice podcast and episode 63 with my beautiful guest, Michael Andre Ford. Michael is an American angel intuitive who helps people meet, hear and see angels, guides, even our past over relations and pets. Michael pulls back the veil so we can chat with the angels to get the help that we need. This is direct. All languages are spoken. We can get hugs. There are photos of angels and he's all about being in your heart. So, Michael, you're very welcome. That's a very short intro for everything that you do. But again, I know that we'll give your website and details in the show notes. But yes, myself and Michael have had a chat before and we had a little chat before we came on. And of course, I am a very spiritual person and I know we have loads of divine helpers around us but that we don't always know that we can connect to them and how to connect to them. And Michael is a brilliant ambassador for spirit and for the angelic realm. And he's doing his work, as we said now, you know, he said years in training and now he's coming out of apprenticeship more and more and he's really opening himself to the public. And I am so grateful that Michael is here. You're very welcome. Good to see you again, Sharon. Thanks for having me on. And I like to mix a little humor in. I, I think everyone's a super talent and an angel intuitive themselves. So the humor, you're a very good judge of character, Sharon. Again, thanks for that intro. Oh, not at all. I'm delighted. So myself and Michael were chatting um, before we came on and I was telling him that I felt his dad in spirit very close to him. And that's something that I think a lot of people maybe they fall back on Michael in their lives that they feel their loved ones around them, but they go, Oh, that's my imagination. Or, you know, it's just wishful thinking, but that all of us have this sense of their presence of their essence, you know, at times in our lives. And I'm sure you've worked with many people, you know, hundreds of people over the years. What do you tell them when they say, well, I can't do that. You know, I can't sense them. Well, uh, that little voice can obviously hold us back a lot on a lot of fronts, exercise, new habits we want to do and everything else. But there's a positive side too. sometimes that little voice gets us to do things. And when you ask about um, picking up a new habit or giving it a go to try to listen, hear, see, feel beyond the veil, angels and other unconditional love figures, it's a little like writing a book or running a marathon. We hear somebody who's written a poem and gives it as a presentation and we say, I wish I could write poetry like you. I wish I could write a book like you or run a marathon, let alone a single kilometer. Um, it's, everything is possible. And I would just say positivity and possibility itself is abundance. Mm -hmm. So just allowing a little more, maybe allowing with a capital A, just taking a breath, smiling, being in your heart. This is gonna sound a little too happy perhaps, but, I'm only talking a few hours a week, maybe five to 10% of your week, um, just to let go a little more. And if, if that would be the one thing someone could take away from today is just to allow more, everything is within you, your talent, your skills, and much more is possible than we ever normally allow for. We think things happen to us, but more often than not, we can, once we figure out the difference between up top thinking the voice that's judging, it's harsh on ourselves, it's harsh on others. And then the difference down in the heart, which we have a thousand ways to say that unconditional love being 
breathing, letting go, smiling. So once you figure that out, you're sort of off to the races for not only your unique life path, but bringing in more of what you want to experience. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think, yes, it's hard for people sometimes to, we've been so busy listening to our thoughts and minds for so long that to get into that hard space, we don't um, make it a habit. It's like you said, you know, doing something that's really good and getting into hard space is a beautiful place to be. And I know it can be hard for some because then they have to bring up, you know, the sadness and the losses and the pain that they've endured. But I'm all about finding the balance in between the two and saying, yes, this moment is sad, but I also have joy in my life, you know, and I have been through hard times, but I've also had many blessings in my life. But I'd like to go back because, Michael, you have a very interesting life in the fact that you didn't always do this work. If you want to tell us a little bit about where you started in your own life and what your background was before this. Sure. I'm an American. And so I was on the East Coast of the United States. I've probably moved 25 to 42 times, depending on how you count it, lived abroad for a year in Paris. And I've had little things happen in my life that make me wonder now how connected or not connected I was before. Um, but the bottom line is I ended up working in New York City after college. I had said over my dead body, I'd move back there. I'd lived there in the 80s, halfway through high school, Phillips Academy, Endeavor and Middlebury. And then uh, I knew I didn't want to live there again. Of course, the very first job I got was on Wall Street for a few years. I looked super young back then. When I was in my 20s, I looked probably 14, lost every client as soon as they saw me face to face, had a good phone voice, and then got into public relations where I had a very long, successful career, business, press, and one international athlete. But I was really good at connecting people, and it's kind of what I do today. Angels on one side, individuals on the other. I bring everybody together, and I play the violin and try to get them to drink water together. Just, you know, basic listening, yes. hearing, seeing. So the public relations job, I got a sudden layoff, an hour's notice, 72 of us. It was Lehman Brothers back around 2008 or so or nine. Mm. And, um, you know, there's a little shock involved, but I think I was the only one excited out of 72 people. I had already bought a home in Austin, Texas. And I was like Kurt Russell in New York, uh, Escape from New York, the old movie from the 70s. I didn't know how to leave. It's such a big city. You get like all of us do. We know certain things. We know what we think our armor is all about, our role, our career, what we're married to mentally. Um, so it wasn't that it was hard to leave. I just didn't have a second game plan. I didn't have a shove out of the nest of New York. And I got that shove very quickly. So without doing a Toyota jump for joy, um, I did that internally. I just planned to plunge into Austin. And I had a few other things happen that popped me out of thinking. Thinking is what we sort of talked about at the beginning. And it's bigger than we realize it is. It's sort of Plato's cave, that allegory or metaphor. It's like being in a prison cell where the jail door cell, the, the door is open behind you. You're holding on to the window. And it's what we said. I wish I could do something like that other person over there. And we're holding on to the bar. We don't realize just exit the cell and get started. And it's really that simple. Again, takeaway number two, for anyone just listening out there or watching me right now, throw my left hand out. You can do anything. It sounds way too optimistic, way too positive, but it's totally true. Just get going. Stop thinking about it. Start doing it. It's a little bit like the lawn, cutting the lawn. We think about it for three weeks. We never get it done. Once in a blue moon, we actually do it in half the time and realize we actually kind of secretly enjoy it. Don't tell the wife. Don't tell the husband. You'll get stuck with that chore forevermore. But so, uh, yes, I got popped out of New York. Austin 
happens. And I started hearing, feeling, and seeing, and I freaked out like a good American. Mm -hmm. I ran around in circles saying, what did I just see? I, before I took a photo of an angel or a fairy, I grabbed a camera as a security blanket early on, probably nailed it. 9,000 photos. I used to hand the camera to folks. But early on, before all that, I think I was watching an HBO Max channel and I saw it could have been Celestine Prophecy where they show the aura on the two fingers. Now, they make a giant pencil, but in India, they make a tent. And so it's not, it's not just one way or one movie or anything like that. But I was pretty cocky. I went ahead and was like, I can do this as if I'm watching a football game and match I'm cheering my team on. And I saw white light beyond my hands all over my arms. And I'm the only one out of 3,500 folks that have jumped up and totally freaked out. I ran to my kitchen. Maybe I was a chef in a past life. I did circles in my kitchen yelling out loud for probably 10 minutes. What did I just see? What did I just see? Throwing my arms around for effect. I'm all by myself in the house yelling, what did I just see? So, you know, it's a lot, but I'm gonna tell anybody who wants to do the exercise, you get to see really pretty colors. It's the force from Star Wars. It's just a little extra love, compassion. You, you know this energy if you're an artist, musician, or just picking up the relative at the airport, like the movie, uh, is it Love Actually? Where you're too far away to be in earshot, but you can see the person, you're excited. You connect eyes, and there's a connection between the two of you, and you both light up. You're just like, oh my God, Linda, I love you. I can't wait to see you. Get a little closer. No. So it's a great way to break the ice when you can see the flow of life around you, but you have to slow down and you have to get out of thinking. I would argue, and getting back to our original chat about thinking, thinking's the only obstacle to anything. When you're in your heart, you're actually living your life, but it can often take decades at a time to figure that out. And then you can forget all over again. Yeah, I love that. And going back to that, you know, that for, I love that, you know, that first running around your kitchen and going, what have I seen? Did you have any, you know, because people would say, were you always spiritual or did you have any idea about, you know, the spiritual world or, you know, anything like that? Was there any occasion in your life where, you know, now you can recall that there were moments, but maybe you just didn't take any notice of them at the time until that big, big explosion of light in your aura? Well, just to make a few people laugh out there, uh, yes, I skipped half my Plato reading in college during, I was an international politics economics major, and uh, you can meet Plato, he was one of the very early on figures that came along, a spirit guide. Oprah was my Baltimore newscaster in the 70s, back when she was uh, skinny and news, and you would have never known she was going to go on to do a media empire, um, but being a little more uh, serious about the question, Yes, little things happen. I had an internship in Middlebury where I was working at an ad agency just briefly. And I think I was the first day there. It's an office over a waterfall. It's old and it's a C-shaped setup. So I walk in and it's, um, it's got a feeling and I have not seen anything official. I think I would have been like everyone else dismissing stuff and then forgetting about it really fast and hard for a long time. But I pretty quickly in the first hour there, I just piped up and said, do you ever have ghosts here? Mm -hmm. And I have no idea why I belted that out, but the whole place stopped. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess they had just had an exor exorcism and had had a lot of stuff going on a week before. So everyone stopped. You could have heard a pin drop and the owner pulled me aside and had a little chat. He's like, hey, if you see anything, let me know. Now later, fast forward a few weeks, I swear I saw a cat go across this one room and I ran into this very large bathroom and there's nothing in there. And so 
there's a certain level in which you just can't grasp anything. You don't know what to do with it and you forget about it quickly. That's what happened. No. I had no context, no way to relate to any of that. No. And so it came and went. No. What do you feel or when was it, apart from that moment, you know, where you saw your aura and you ran around the kitchen, when did you feel there was something much more to this connection, much more to yourself, Michael, you know, that you felt a stronger connection. And I feel somehow, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel when we have that stronger connection to our sense of self, you know, who we are now, and sometimes that happens earlier on and sometimes it happens later on in life. But when we have a stronger connection of who, to ourselves and who we are, and even if we're not sure where we're going to go with it, that we start realizing that we are much more than just this physical body. And maybe it's an experience where we sometimes feel like we're out of our body experiencing, if that makes any sense to you, Michael. I had a lot of little experiences happen over a long period of time, all of a sudden, back, back in Austin and in that house. And a lot of it was just getting me to take the whole concept that there might be something beyond our thinking a little more seriously. How about we put it like that? I think everyone's may have heard of the Kahuna stories, how a Kahuna healer gets woken up at 3.15 a.m. for 20 years straight and stuff happens. They get maybe an education, they get slapped around a little, they get some humor, who knows? I had that happen, but I wasn't as brave as a lot of folks. I'd roll over in bed and my orange cat would go out to the living room. And again, even when I did go out, I'd take the camera with me or I'd go straight to MTV or old black and white movies that I love. But those old black and whites could be an angel movie or the song is hello, hello, hello. I just came by to say hello. So one way or the other, all my little stories and my humor isn't going to help anybody listening out there either accept their own life story as it is now, because we all want to change something usually, or we want to be doing something else or feel a little more liberated. And remember, freedom happens when walls are removed. And I would argue that all your thinking does half of it, most of it, 80%, let's compromise, is create little bricks that make those walls. So not all thinking's bad, but a lot of it, a lot of it, if you could just see those flows back to seeing energy, you'd be like, whoa, I didn't really mean to zing myself with that, we'll just say a little bit of negativity. Um, but when you see love or you feel love, it's Piglet and Winnie the Pooh. You ask, I, I can't remember if it's Piglet asks Pooh or Poo, Winnie the Pooh asks Piglet, but how do you spell love? You don't spell it, you feel it. And therein is, again, another example of let go of the words and the worry about it. Anyone out there is fully capable of slowing a little bit down out of thinking. And when you laugh, breathe, smile, you drop into your heart. And as soon as you've let go, just a little more stuff will happen. You just need to trust that angels exist. Your answers will come and then much more hugs. And then you can see full on. And I know we're jumping ahead. No, not at all. It's lovely. I love that. So, yes, I know there's a lot of people out there that are skeptical and they have no belief, you know, outside of themselves, even of the afterlife or the angelic realms or anything like that. And they're quite happy. They're quite happy being themselves and they don't need that connection. But there are more people out there that want that deeper sense of self and that we are going to go somewhere after this physical body has given us its time. I call it sometimes it's like the old overcoat. It's time to hang it up and go into a new dress or a new coat and maybe experience life in a different way in a different time. 
But for me, I truly believe that these beautiful experiences that we are blessed with, and I'm very grateful for it, that it comes along to reignite or awaken that spark within us and to help us find that joy, even if we're afraid to notice it like you running around the kitchen, Michael, you know, that it's to embrace. And you're so right about our heart space. You know, the more that we can embrace what we feel in that heart space, the more joy we bring into our lives. Isn't it true that you, even though you weren't sure about it, you've brought in so much joy into your own life now through acknowledging, you know, what you were feeling, hearing and seeing and connecting to that love and then being able to share it with others. It's truly remarkable. There's a little bit of trust or faith. You could call it religious or non-religious faith. Let's just simplify everything and call it letting go, allowing. So when you can just be in your heart and recognize the universe may be much bigger than any one person's thinking, and that I think the fabric of the universe is love, or love is the fabric of the universe. Um, but we're all doing a lot of thinking, knowing, and think about 7 billion people. If we lined them all up or just took one organization or outfit, the near-death experience crowd, or just the Tampa Bay Buccaneers football fans, not all of them are going to agree about the running backs. Sorry to do an American sports analogy, but not all of them are going to agree about Tom Brady. And so within every organization, the thinking runs the gamut as well. It's 360 degrees of thinking. Now, I wouldn't want to change anybody's thinking. I think you're doing great with it. It's the contrast. I'm probably borrowing from Esther. Hicks and Abraham Hicks, but um, it's the contrast. That's the palette of colors that we have that makes our world so interesting. We wouldn't want everyone cookie cutter style like someone else, be you and own your own wellness and your authentic being. But there is something beyond thinking. And as soon as you do basic listening, you know this when you run into Frank or Sarah or John at the supermarket that you love Frank, Sarah, John, you're hanging on every word. It's a true bit of listening. You're not thinking about your supermarket list or what you have to do later tonight. Um, when you do listening, all the thinking in the world has to subside. You have to be in your heart to do listening. So that's what this is. You have to learn how to get out of your head, into your heart and do basic listening. And who are you listening to? Angels, yes. Yes, your relatives, but I make you own the angel part first. Because um, you know you get teary-eyed over the, over the relatives and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but so you get out of your head into your heart and you can have any answers to any questions, all languages and dialects spoken. So I feel very fortunate if you're from India, it's in Hindi or Telugu. If you're from Japan, I had five women from Japan over once, uh, two houses ago in, in Austin proper. I'm in San Antonio now, um, who, you know, most of their answers are in Japanese, some English. I don't speak Japanese. I stay out of it. I don't have to see the questions or the answers, but you do have, you know, it's like cliff jumping. I'm going to argue you're only leaping a meter, mm -hmm. you know, half a meter off a cliff. It's going to feel like two kilometers down. Mm -hmm. And so it's scary. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, it's totally. Think of all the experts out there. Let's pick Lorna Byrne, who's from Ireland. And I think lots of folks know the thing about all the experts. They've done a wonderful job bringing us to a certain point today and at least making us aware of awareness. But there's something more, which is you getting your own experience directly and being able to open up. So we're opening openness to borrow maybe a Zen or Buddhist term. I'm not sure, but you're, you're going beyond the thinking beyond the Tampa Bay Buccaneers structure. It's a football team down in Florida folks. But when you ask folks, do they really want to meet Tom Brady? 
or you want to meet Archangel Michael, you could be the biggest Archangel Michael fan and you're already in your car driving 120 kilometers an hour home the other direction because there's something about this that's scary to go to the one place none of us want to go 24-7 and we won't. Well, thinking's not going away. It's just not in the cards for humanity right now. But going to your heart, and I'm probably borrowing from Peaceful Warrior, beautiful gymnastics film with Nick Nolte, Amy Smart, probably 2006. The one place no one wants to go is their heart. And the ego's job, our thinking, what we know is kind of there to block us, control us, tell us a story that we believe about who we are and what we're about. And all that flavor is good, but at some point to do basic listening, basic let, letting go, basic healing, basic growth, and more, to experience more love and joy and fun in the moment, you have to be in the moment. Yes, absolutely you do. Um, I love the point that you're making about listening because it's one of the things I would share with my students as well. I said, you know, you have to be able to listen and be aware of yourself, you know, to understand what it is you need in your life and for all those beautiful connections and being able to listen to somebody else and the fact that you know when you said you could see your aura and when I'm teaching students I'll say just imagine you could see their aura and because you're not asking them to see it you're only asking them to imagine so it gets playful and then they are in their heart and they try and imagine it and they'd say well I know it's only in my imagination but I think it's orange and yellow and I'm going that's what it is you know but you're not allowing yourself to really feel it you know you just you're gone into your head again because how would I see it I'm not able to see energy or I'm not able to see auras and you have such a great technique too in another area just because I got a chance to uh I think hear this uh don't you have people go back to a positive memory as well so that they get a chance to take a break out of thinking? Thinking is the rat race. We like to think it's big international corporate banks where you're working 120 hours a week. And yes, there's something to it, but that's what I'm going to keep getting back to is actually the rat, rat race is up top in the brain. Mm. And this generation today likes to use the concept of, the, of rat race or just being busy or business as an excuse for a lack of awareness. Now, I'm not trying to be judgy here. Everyone's good where they are. Again, if I didn't tell us a single person anything, I love this because they can just do direct listening and get the help they need. But back to this, you have people go back to their heart and remember something that was totally, I don't want to just say pleasant, but truly life itself, love, hugging a dog, family memory, the wife, the husband, and, and pleasant. And that helps them get heart-centered and you have such great techniques. I know you do a lot of good for folks and I know a lot of folks should be using you much earlier on the curve than <laughs> they do because they come back to you and you're the one that ends up getting the job done for them. So we got to do a little silent applause for oh, you for all the good work you do. Thank you, Michael. And I'm smiling because I only said to a client today, I'm often the last resort for people and I take it as a compliment. I think I may have said that to you before. And I said to my client and she was kind of going, oh, I wouldn't call you that. And I said, no, I said, I know it myself because I know that people have tried lots of different things in their lives and much of it has helped them along. And for me, it is step by step, isn't it? Again, we're growing in our awareness, but maybe there's just this place, this last hurdle that they're not sure how to get over or open the gate and they end up, you know, in my therapy practice room and I just love it I just feel straight away that they're now ready to have that beautiful connection with their real self 
with everyone else that connects to them, you know, in spirit world. I just know that they're now ready. Now you're getting shivers. Yeah, I got goosebumps and everything while you were doing this because absolutely uh, the real McCoy, as we would say in America for you. So thank you for what you do. Oh. And, um, and I, I like to always mention Christmas Carol. I know it's only like a 79 page book by um, I'm blanking on the author of Charles Dickens. Yes. Uh, but we forget that we're all Scrooge and it's easy to remember Scrooge at the beginning of the book. He's down to dental floss for a connection to the moment or his joy is dental floss. It's only about money. He can't think of anything else or do anything nice for anyone or for himself. He's forgotten self-love. But we also forget that at the end of the book, he's the biggest joy bringer and a fantastic business person. Like I'm going to go on a tangent, but business people are some of my favorite because they're so disciplined. They know what listening's about and they also know their own model and they want their answers. And I want folks to appreciate that they can have any level of detail, which is a really hard concept because if you don't ask, you don't get it. It's like a raise, a date, name something else, going on vacation when we normally put those off for years, some of us. Um, so you have no limits inside and that's where you figure that out, art, music, your sports, something, when you get good at something, but we forget that all moments can be the same and that you can apply your skill on one front to other fronts. You can basically master the moment, which is dropping to your heart. That's the greatest skill you can do that then allows for everything else and more joy, more contentment, inner peace, more harmony, more fun tranquility, you name it. Mm, lovely. If we all went around in our heart space, it should be a much better world. <laughs> yes. and, and I think it'd be a strange one. I think we need, again, sometimes I believe, again, the contrast, because I think we need to see, it's like everything. It's like if we don't know great sadness, we don't know great joy. And if we don't know, you know, I don't say hate, but maybe resentment or bitterness, we wouldn't know how to forgive. So that we're learning all of the time, Michael, through our experiences in life. So one is teaching and lending to the other. But the biggest part, if I sit with myself and if I sit with you here now, the biggest part of myself is from my heart space. It's not necessarily from my head. But it wasn't always like that for me. And I know it's not like that for many people. So again, I've had to learn and retrain myself almost to keep coming back to my heart space. So, you know, for those people listening out there and they might be going, Ari, how can you get into your heart space? It's not that easy. <laughs> you know, what's wrong with you? You know, and they're shouting at, you know, this while they're listening to this podcast. And I would say, absolutely, you know, and don't feel bad about yourself because you're not in your heart space all the time. But again, for maybe half the day, or half of that morning or half of your afternoon or half of your evening, go in and just see what it feels like to do that, whatever it is you're doing and being from your heart space instead of your head and just see what it feels like for you. And the more we do it, I think the better we become at it. And I always say, remember to remember, if you can remember to remember when you remember, good luck. <laughs> So twice a month, even if people meet angels with me and do four hours, sometimes people retreat right back into thinking and what they know pretty hardcore. And other times, even if you did see just your energy, I consider that to be a very basic first form, first grade kindergarten experience. Very easy to do. It's around you all the time. You kind of know it's there. Um, it's a good opening. It's a good appetizer, so to speak. But 
it's so big. It's really the challenge of thinking, can we get out of what we know long enough to experience something new? So here's a great metaphor example is just riding a bike or driving a car for the first time. Back when you were a teenager or 14 or 13 or whenever it happens, there might've been a time you got excited and you jingled the keys when you finally learned how to drive and you told everybody, hey, I'm going for a ride on the bike or a drive in the car, but let's look at Los Angeles, California. People stuck in traffic, pretty much everybody at a certain time of day out there, very few people are jingling the keys or calling their friends saying, hey, I'm going for a ride right now. They're adults, they know better and they're somewhere else. Now, I'm gonna be fair, there's probably a few people who are watching a, uh, a red-tailed hawk fly by in a beautiful pattern and just say, wow, what a great moment in life. But the rest of us are all really irked, ticked off about the traffic. And that's welcome to being human. It's back to Christmas Carol, that Scrooge thing at the beginning or the end, the happy Scrooge, we forget he's happy, is us, the pendulum swinging pretty much every hour of every day. You'd, you'd be lucky if you had two happy moments in a single day, let alone two super, super happy moments in a week. But I am here to say, I. I hedged, angels for years have said five to 10% less thinking was the Olympic gold medal for all of us. If anyone was thinking, you know, pure enlightenment, no more thinking, uh-uh. And now everyone talks about a big consciousness shift. Yeah, it's kind of here upon us and we're sliding out of thinking a little bit, but five to 10% less thinking a week is it. And I actually had an angel named Charlotte help a client I think two weeks ago, kind of hedge. She said 7%. She cut it down the middle. So I don't know what that works out to with the calculator, you know, out of seven days in a week, but we're talking probably like 10 to 15 hours or so, just less thinking, more breathing, being in the garden, walking the dog, doing your exercise, writing your book. But, you know, you like writing your book, doing the stuff that matters, that brings you back to your heart. And I know I'm, again, sounding happy and fluffy. I'm going to back up and, and cover the big picture for one second. I help people let go to actually see, hear, and feel angels. I have photographs. People can do it as a group if they own it individually. I just feel very fortunate that all the stuff that the listeners and, and I back in the old days would judge and be like, how is this possible? We're kind of off the hook here because it's a very direct experience. All languages, you get it your way. And there's also a certain way that we have to talk about that's, again, the thinking thing. It's like getting into a pool at a pool party. I'm the last one to go jump in the pool. Some people are very forthright and they just go running and do a huge cannonball in the, to start the party. It takes me an hour and a half to get up to my knee. So I'm like the slowest learner. Six months for me to learn something that I, when I help people, they do it like in an instant. I'm snapping my fingers. Um, so I'm the slowest poke in the West, two years to learn something and everyone gets to do it right away. You only have to trust, and I'm, I'm putting two fingers together, a centimeter's worth of trust, a centimeter's worth of letting go. You have it all inside in your heart. And that's what Sharon helps you unlock, a good healer helps you find within yourself and what angels are standing by to do and getting full circle back to the all the other self-help authors out there, Deepak Chopra. Tony Robbins. I mean, there's, they all have different vibrations and they all offer something, but now all of a sudden you can go to the universe, whatever lingo works for you. You can meet angels. You can meet Mary, Jesus, Muhammad, God, the God things like your relatives, you got to own the angel part first. And I just describe God as everything at once talking to you. Um, and then I step aside. Um, but the point of this is St. Francis, 
St. Anthony. Um, I have one more saint, but I'm a total blank. It's about 130 figures. So it's a lot. And then you also get to meet your guardian angel and your kids guardian angels for the parents out there. Forget everything else we said, get to know your kids guardian angels before they become teenagers, Mm -hmm. because then you can get the lowdown and you'll know how to reach them. Let me be funny again. Um, You'll know how to reach them. You know, when you try to hand them a piano, they play violin or don't do any music at all. So we know what we're talking about there, Mm -hmm. but there's no privacy. You're not getting judged. It's just absolute help, but angels don't want to interfere. So you have to set your intent. Even if you never listen to Sharon and I again, although you're always going to listen to Sharon's podcast, put it out there, go for a walk and be like, well, I don't know about that guy in America in San Antonio, Michael Andre Ford, but if angels exist, I'm going to start talking to him one way. You don't have to listen, but we're back to Winnie the Pooh again. And I will wrap it up in a sec on that. We're back to Winnie the Pooh again. Everyone talks to animals, but no one listens. What a beautiful quote. And we, I talk to my dogs all the time, but I help people hear their dogs. They're third graders and you can hear a hummingbird, a tree. Um, so not to give people too much, but this is just about a little more kindness, compassion, being in your heart, letting go Disney stuff. I think that's my level of consciousness. I'm very vacuous and I'm hopefully very happy and energetic. I was that way in New York. Everyone thought I was from California back in the eighties and nineties. Um, I talked to everybody. Cab drivers would be like, where are you from in California? And I look a little bit like maybe a surfer and I love the water and I do bodyboard and a little bit of surfing. Um, And so somehow that has been part of my path. My unique life path is helping people actually meet their own cheerleading squad. I'm putting a hand above my head here, their own angels, their own relatives, their own spirit guides, you know, something in between an angel and your relatives. So that's it. (laughs) I could just sit listening to you all day, Michael. Well, an angel gave me something once that I thought was super uh, important and amazing and very gentle. And I'm going to just read one sentence here or two. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the person, this is an angel named Dale who coached a kind of famous gymnast. Um, leave it at that. Sometimes the person next to you or a stranger just needs validation via love and compassion. A smile changes any moment. So too does laughter or a few kind words. Be compassion to all. Do it. And I love that because I get goosebumps. And it's nothing I could have come up with because it's way above my pay grade and so much so eloquent. Absolutely beautiful. And I think a smile is something that we can all give away freely without, you know, getting anything in return. But usually when we do smile, we always get a smile back. It is returned. And that is a connection, even with a stranger on the street. And I think we sometimes forget that. And I know it's been difficult with people with wearing masks and all of that for the last few years. And now here in Ireland, Michael, we have the masks, you know, that side of it is gone. Yes. So we're getting to <laughs> see people's smiles again. And people are finding it a little bit strange. It's almost like revealing themselves once again. Isn't it? Do you find that, Michael? It could be a little more conscious. Well, here in Texas, I feel like somehow Texas and a few other spots were uh, not ahead of the curve, but just a little more like self-responsibility. So uh, you just didn't have as much of an emotional impact going out and about. Um, certain places could be strict and you wanted to be respectful of the way they rolled with their thinking. Um, something else though, as you go out and about and back to the one way, don't, don't listen to Mike at all. Um, but allowing for the concept of angels, ask for an angel to show up as a full human, still wearing a mask, but with sparkly eyes or maybe no mask, smiling perfect Irish accent or brogue, if I didn't say that right. Um, Okay. But so bottom line is they can pop in. They might just hold the coffee shop door open for you or some 
storefront door and you have a little interaction, but your energy might go off the charts. They said exactly what you were thinking about yesterday. How could they know? They wished you well and you turn around and they're gone and you didn't know what was going on. You got scrambled. So if you put it out there and get past all this thinking and reacting about stuff, welcome to being human. Yeah. If you simply get to your heart and make a request from the heart for a little more humor, perhaps a pop in, go bold. I say, go bold, go home. We're probably already sitting at home listening. Um, but the point is ask, ask more. There we go. That would be the bumper sticker for today is ask more. Even if you're not allowing for the listening part, ask more. Mm, absolutely. When you ask, then you are ready to receive, even if you're not sure how, I think sometimes, but just ask it, you know, because it's the same thing as if you're at home or at work with a lot of people and you're not asking for help and support. Nobody knows until you ask them. So again, I think, you know, for all of us, ask, ask for that support that you need, whatever it is. So Michael, on a daily basis, you know, what would your life look like? <laughs> in case people think you're going around talking to the air all the time uh well i mean i've done a lot of that i i would have conversations while i'm in the shower you know sometimes out loud sometimes quietly uh wouldn't worry about that aspect of things because you get very self-conscious as soon as you do begin the listening in the two-way conversations but think about what your chain of thought is you think it's your little voice and it's your intuition which I'm going to kind of break the news. Guess what half your intuition, the good half has been this whole time. And that's led you. Everyone's had certain experiences where they got a little nudge. Maybe you had signed up before you came in this lifetime to just experience a certain thing. It could be meeting so-and-so at that magic moment who later becomes your partner, your business partner, who knows? Mm. And so um, you're more surrounded in love than you'll ever realize. It almost takes a near-death experience or just a lot of trust. You just might be a naturally happy person and you're like, absolutely. So there's always more in you and around you. And, and about angels themselves, I would just mention, hey, pay attention. They're always here. Um, they're always by your side when you need them. They come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. Obviously, there's some really popular angels like Archangel Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, Uriel, and so on. Um, Audrey Hepburn's an angel. You can meet her. She's a sweetheart. She, there's an angel named Grace, and she's very similar to Grace, but she's also like how to be sparkly in the moment. And so um, it's a lot of fun to meet these angels because they're just, uh, they're your speed is I guess the message I would say. And we're all different speeds. That's why, again, this isn't about cookie cutter stuff or having to listen to me or anything like that. Be you. And angels know how to come in just right. If there's a thousand ways to say something like birds of a feather, karma, what goes around comes around. I mean, we're familiar with that. Angels know how to say it the way you need to hear it to be on cloud nine or super enthusiastic afterwards or say, oh my God, wow. And sometimes you get your answers if you're writing them down. And two days later, you look and you're like, I don't remember writing that. Because um, I teach, I, I do 70 little baby steps. So you'll get the letting go done and drop into your heart all the way. So sometimes it's pen and paper to start. Later, you can just go for a walk and keep chatting two-way. Don't get caught. Don't do it out loud, folks. At the supermarket, you forgot your supermarket list. You're in front of the vegetables and you forgot what you needed for tonight's dinner. And you're going to be in trouble if you didn't get it. Do it quietly, silently. If you have to look up at the sky, you'll get over that as well. You're just 
They're in you and around you. And um, they can help you also remember what matters in life. A lot of us becoming an adult got a lot of dirt. We'll use a Buddhist analogy, the dust. Um, we get, we get not confused, but we forget what's important and we think we have to do things a certain way and we're not being true to ourselves. So you get a real chance to do a reset and grow your heart a little bit. Lovely, absolutely. So when you're, I love, you know, because um, the last time that I spoke to Michael, you know, it was lovely. He gave me um, a little tester of how or what his clients would experience. And it was beautiful. And the amazing thing was um, there was lots of beautiful angels that, you know, we connected to. But one really stood out and it was funny tonight again. We were smiling again, Michael, that before I came up, I asked Angel Joy, to be with me and Michael because she was one of the angels that was with us when we were having our conversation back whenever and as we were chatting away and I hadn't said this to Michael and then Michael said and here we are and held up angel joy again and we just started laughing I said I had asked her to be with us during this recording of our podcast and it was lovely so there again is when you ask you will receive you know, and it's a beautiful way. And I love that. And I'm smiling often because I may have a thought in my mind and I will feel it in my heart. And I will ask, you know, for some guidance or support or a sign around that. And then I will let it go. I will surrender it and allow it to happen whenever it needs to happen for me. And throughout that day, sure as anything, I will get a sign. It may be not the sign that I was expecting, but I will know that it has come from my angel it has come from spirit it has come from someone that loves and supports me and this is their way of saying you know we're here everything is okay and it's all going to be all right so it's just another way of us reaching out to the love that's always available to us Michael isn't it it is and you can see Joy's photo on my website I've added an extra page I've I stalled for four or five years to put those photos up for sale I think they're like three dollars each less less than a Starbucks cup of coffee. Um, but you can still see through the watermark and see her photo. There's other angel photos up. And um, again, I got lucky with the camera and stuff like that, but you get to see with your own eyes and there's no one way about seeing. She's a pink ball of light and the very first angel I tend to start with. Mm -hmm. She's the ambassador, a communicator. She'll help you feel good enough to drop to your heart. She'll do the heavy lifting. You only have to set your intent and I'm gonna make the argument that it's like laughing at a dad joke. I end up doing a lot of humor because if you're laughing, you're in your heart. You can't fake mm -hmm. a laugh. Most of us can't. Mm -hmm. And if you can breathe or you can smile or you can do something, make a fist, open it up. That's the same letting go. And the difficulty level here certainly seems big because we've all, again, seen big figures out there running around. They're seeing angels. They're telling us stuff. Um, the difficulty level, I would say, is like falling asleep at night. Now, a lot of people have trouble with that. Let's pick a different one. A light switch on a wall. You just walk into the living room and hit the light switch. You know the light switch is going to work. You trust that the light bulb's working. The light comes on. I don't think anyone's worrying about last Wednesday of last week and that light switch. Did they do it right? Or the left molar when they brushed their teeth two nights ago. Mm -mm. That's the level of difficulty. So this isn't some Olympic diving, triple somersault twist, whatever, hit the water exercise. This is actually just taking a breath, letting go. You're doing it more than you would realize if you're a musician, an author, you're as you're as a business person mm -hmm. driving the car, actually on the good moments, 
you just don't give yourself credit for it. You don't realize how simple some of the most amazing moments are and how often you really are in the heart. You think it's something else. And that's the job of thinking is to keep you a little bit cooped up, a little bit stressed out, a little fear and worry is good for you if you know what's good for you, because then you know exactly where you are. The universe is so big and everything's changing all the time. It's a little scary to let go and to discover you actually have an incredible heart. The kid that you, you know, you have a memory of you as a kid, eight years old, five years old, whenever life was amazing, we're borrowing from Sharon here, um, <laughs> you never lost it. All you have to do is tap that a little bit. And that's the doorway through what you know into a broader you that's always waiting around the corner. And, you know, some people are out there living it and doing it. Yes, absolutely. And I really admire and, you know, I love to see people doing well. I love to see them enjoying what they're doing and sharing, you know, like you, Michael, sharing what they love doing and bring that joy to people. And again, I absolutely understand that people are going through hard times and it's very hard to feel that joy, you know, but then there is hopefully somebody in your life that is going to be able to help lift your heart even for a little while. So again, we can ask the angels to help us to help other people, you know, that we don't have to carry the burden of supporting our loved ones or friends when they're going through a hard time and to hold it all upon ourselves because we don't have to do that. We just have to share our love and our compassion with them. And really, it's like you said, it's reaching out your hand and letting go of the need to fix people and just to hold out your hand and let them take your hand. Yes, I agree. And I would add also, um, angels can help with anything. And oftentimes, even if we get past that initial concept of like, okay, well, now maybe I've let go of thinking maybe in my heart. A lot of times we think it has to be something big you're asking for. Mm. go little where should I go get my next cup of tea what cup of tea should I choose today you're not bothering anybody practice letting go practice listening practice receiving Mm. that's the big message too probably point number five I'm throwing an arm up in the air now trying to make anybody who's watching laugh um receiving is can be a little tough we're used to running around and having a hard slog of it Mm. we're used to the stress and fear and you don't have to be it's still, it's not going to go away. Even if you flipped to the other side of the fence, jumped over it and said, okay, yeah, no more fear and stress and worry. It's naturally going to happen. We're still going to react to stuff and life can, our thoughts can overrun that inner harmony that I'm trying to say has always existed, but it can subside for sometimes decades at a time. And it takes a life crisis to bring it back out. It's why positivity itself is abundance. And it's great meeting angels. And it's great having photos of angels, a photo, by the way, historical of like a Native American chief or Audrey Hepburn can move, wink, smile in the photos, Sai Baba, figures from India. Um, but so can the light energy photos. And you can see with your own eye as well, but you can see out your window or if you're really gung-ho about this in your living room, you can see full on standing before you with or without wings. I always make sure a person does both because they're gonna still clam up a week later, tighten up a little bit and only see with wings out for the rest of their day. We just, we're human, welcome to knowing what we know. But back to that concept, um, there's more health, hope, happiness available, a chance to reflect, a chance to get a little bit of a reset, to have breathing space. That's what angels will do for you. And even more, you have a unique life path, but they can get in there and alter your path. Now, maybe we're going, if it's university classes from 101 to 501, but I'm back to, if you don't ask, you don't get. And if you don't even allow, you're not going to permit any of this coming in. So 
practice one way. Just be like, hey, surprise me. It could be in nature. Look for a sign as you go for a walk. Your favorite bird just alights on the branch and it's almost like it's just staring at you and you're like, oh my God. Or it's at the supermarket, a strange fellow or woman with the sparkliest eyes that for three weeks you can't get out of your head opened that door for you and said exactly what had gone down the day before or something. And you just feel a rush of energy. Watch how fast the ego kicks in to kind of control that and make it go away. But you're, you're a walking Disney movie in your heart. And here's that enthusiastic American going off again. Um, you have no limits. That's what I teach, no limits. And I've switched in the last three months to say sky's the limit. But you really have to want something. And sometimes that's why going through a little bit of pain and suffering or a huge you know, personal illness, it forces you eventually, you decide no more. I can't take it anymore. I want clear skies no more turbulence in the airplane. You don't have to pilot the aircraft as much. You know, you're still in charge of everything, but ask angels to do some of the heavy lifting. And again, business people, you know, half of them still have a personal issue or family issue and they want to get that out of the way, but you can get any level of detail. We're not used to that. So allowing, getting help from the universe. What is he talking about? Mm, Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. It's really good. What has been your biggest inspiration, Michael, through all of this work, you know, from the angels or from somebody just that came into your life, even a client, you know, that has really inspired you through them taking that step, opening up, allowing and allowing the angels in and they've made a huge change in their life. You know, what is that? What stands out for you? Well, picture, you know, if it's a few thousand folks, but I've reached out to maybe 10,000. So I've gotten maybe 5,000, 7,000 rejections, but I've gotten three or 4,000 yeses, depending on what you count as a yes. So watching the human dynamic and not judging too much, um, you're going to naturally judge or be like, that person's complex. I wouldn't want to hang out with them. Um, But there's tons of folks that make this look easy. And for some reason now, angels are a little more available. Um, So... I guess what I would say is when somebody can come in and be sparkly and just be like, yeah, got it. What's next? We're talking about a hook. We're talking about smelling the ocean of Hawaii, you know, from somewhere beautiful, you're smelling ocean and angels are bringing you your favorite ocean flower perfume, a perfume that hasn't been invented yet. How far are you willing to go? Your uncle's cooking who's passed over or you're seeing, but my, my point on this, there's people who get it done. They're in their heart. They're clearly having a direct experience. And then they emerge from it with grace, ease, joy, and they're ready for the next thing. And they don't hold you responsible for it. I'm not saying people do that. It's sometimes they'll shoot the messenger, even if it's weeks later, they've had a wonderful experience. Our thinking is so strong that I would be the first one to wear the t-shirt to say, this isn't possible. I agree with anyone listening out there who's having trouble with this. I just got super lucky that this is my unique life path that I get to help people meet their own crew, but I got given these photos. I've got a hundred different ways to get it done. If you and your sister own it and you guys are getting along, you can see your own energy flowing between you, or you can see angels together at the same time and hear them. I just had two sprinkler guys, you know, an American sprinkler system to keep your lawn watered. I love it. I must be channeling right now. Um, to keep your lawn watered in hot Texas. And these two guys were young, like 20 and 28, but great energy. They got to talk to some Native American chiefs after meeting angels um, at the same time. So hearing and seeing, and they were just blown away. 
And that's me too. I'm very positive about this, but you know, I would freak out and a new thing happened and I'm very reactive that way, but also very excited. And you can tell, I hate my job. If there's one <laughs> word to describe me, it's enthusiasm. And my message is keep it simple, mm. keep it kind, start with kindness for yourself. We're back to that waving to a complete stranger. Think about some of the cultures and countries out there. It's not forbidden, but in New York City subway, especially today, you're not going to wave hi to somebody on the car. You're going to get mugged if you do that. So we're going to know what we know, and it's going to take a brave person to break the patterns in the routine. And here's my next message. Life's not a routine. Live it. But even if you said, yeah, oh my God, Sharon's right. Michael's right. Angels are right. I need to go live my life. You might not get started for a whole week. Ego has a way, thinking has a way of just eddies. You just do circles on the river and you actually don't go down the river of life and enjoy the journey. You don't have to try as hard. You can be twice as effective. Learn your energy flows, learn how to own your energy. But before that, learn the difference between when you're in your head, it's dental floss, Scrooge, and in your heart, you're flowing an entire mountain or river, name a big river, um, you're flowing a big river, the biggest river in Ireland. You're flowing it and you're wonderful. It's why your eyes shine when you let go. You're sparkly, but it has to be usually a cocktail party, a barbecue in America, your sporting event. When you're excited, your team's got to be winning. Um, so I'm just trying to emphasize that you have more at your disposal and you're using it, but you don't give yourself credit. And that's what this is about to set the table so you can just experience sort of the next thing that's for humanity. Picture being able to get any answers to any questions. What does it mean for the near-death experience crowd? What does it mean for the scientists, for Buddhists? What does it mean for business people? There's a thousand kind of mini communities out there and a lot of them get caught up in the eternal seeking. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, there's more possibility now. There's more availability of actual knowledge, but I'm going to argue that all of that changes three months later. You could get the records, 49 pages of answers. Australians are great at this. Um, 49 pages of answers, but four months later, you can't tell me half those situations haven't changed and you wouldn't want a whole new set of questions answered. So I'm going to argue one hug's worth a hundred questions and five hugs in a row. You can start getting stuff done. Colorblind people have seen color. I had an original business manager who, when I met her out and about, I didn't know she was with a family member. I didn't know she was having eye trouble. And in an interview, one of these podcasts uh, a couple of years ago, she got on and talked about the eye difficulty, how she had it healed by angels. That's a lot. So that's really, I always say for anything healing, healing, it's between you and the universe. One person who's a heavy thinker might have to ask a thousand times, a thousand hugs to get something done that a loosey goosey and easygoing, a very effervescent person is going to get through five requests. But um, that's what I'm talking about. There's just, it makes sense in one sense. But when you talk about having to let go of the tree at top of the cliff, and you have to jump a kilometer down into a lake. No way I'm letting go. I can still think of a tree in Vermont where all my friends have jumped, the falls of Lana somewhere in Vermont. It took me half an hour to let go of the tree. That describes me perfectly for all this woo-woo-woo spiritual angel stuff. I was the last candidate in one sense, and I'm a great candidate because I can barely pronounce anything correctly. Buddhist lingo. Half these institutes where the Oprah authors stop by to sell their books and sign autographs. I mispronounce everything. And so even the names, Dr. 
Evan Alexander, who I think's met Lorna Byrne and they know each other. Um, I helped uh, Dr. Evan Alexander's wife partner, who's also an amazing healer, sound acoustic person. Um, she got to do this, but this is still scary no matter how veteran you are, you've never heard of angels before like me. Um, you have to be willing to let go of what you know long enough to say, wow, yeah, I could, I could actually use a little help on the business front. Maybe you have a reason that'll drive you, you've got a health issue or it's career or it's family or it's, you just don't have the loved one in your life yet. And you want to hear just around the corner or how to get out of your own way and stop worrying about it. That's been blocking Sarah or John two towns over has been ready to meet you this whole time, but you keep worrying about it. Mm -hmm. So Sharon, we're hitting your neck of the woods now, because this is what you help everybody do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just love that. What I keep feeling is when you're talking about you know that letting go is surrendering it's surrendering to the joy of life instead of as you said the routine of life or the pain of life all the time it's surrendering to you know and one of my last guests had this lovely thing when she started kind of her work it's what if you had no limitations what if there was nothing holding you back what if there was no fear or worry or stress what if there was nothing holding you back? What would your life look like? And I just thought it was so powerful because, as you said, Michael, many people say, I will do this, but first I have to sort out this, sort out that, get this done, la, la, la. And then what they do is they put that passion for life on the back burner. They put it in a pocket or in a drawer somewhere. And I'm saying, you know, you can do that in conjunction if you have to do your routine stuff do it if that makes you feel safe but also work on building you know igniting the spark of that passion let it start burning a little bit brighter let it be shining out of you and talk about it more often you know and again ask for that support and ask to be shown ways to make it a little bit easier in your life not to make it hard or a struggle because we're the ones creating the struggle we're the ones creating these fences or hurdles that are put in front of us because we don't believe that we deserve everything that life has to offer in a joyful and loving way it's really easy to get caught up in thinking i know we haven't said that once in the whole <laughs> podcast but this is all about embracing the opportunity to explore yourself others the world that you think you know and to go beyond what you know to experience more and think of it this way everything's always changing and there's always room for more expansion and improvement and as soon as you say it that way I think everyone can nod to that you might be like well how am I going to get it done and that's thinking kicking in again to stop you right away from even taking one little baby step but back to belief is power letting go is power that's all I teach is letting go angels do the rest you just have to put yourself out there ask and listen it's going to sound like your voice for a second the second you let go of that and you're kind of hooked, you hear full-on personality, Archangel Michael kicking in. But let me do it a different way. You're on the seashore and there's a beautiful rock that's kind of high up, high up enough that most waves aren't going to touch you. And so whatever that rock is, is your unique life path and your passion. What you would totally be excited, you're like, I'm living the best life I could. Keep it simple. Just pick a career thing or a relationship thing. And that's it. You're standing on that rock, but waves are going to come along. Welcome to life. It's ebb and flow. I think I'm quoting Archangel Gabriel here, who also says, always try. But remember, Yoda from Star Wars says, no try. And how is that possible? We can get caught up too much on words, 
structure organizations, listening to the experts and not listening to our own heart. This is beyond words. And that's my other message is when you're in your heart, you can go beyond words. You just know it's the athlete on the field, time sped up or slowed down. You just knew you were going to score the soccer goal. You're that good. Or you're a painter and you just know you're going to get it done in the usual two hours. Um, so back to the rock. A wave's going to knock you off. I hate to break it to you. That's life. It could be an illness. It could be the car doesn't work. You missed this appointment. Something didn't happen that you were expecting. You know, achievement, expectations, failures, all that stuff, let it go. Celebrate your win at the marathon. And then the next day, move on to the next race. I had a guy used to tell me that all the time. Uh, you know, not necessarily winning, but you ran the fastest time ever. So look, you're going to get knocked off that rock by waves. The real action is back to what we've been talking about. Now for the viewers, they're going to see me pointing at my head, getting out of thinking and what you know and stuff that is dental floss, Scrooge, getting into your heart and allowing, breathing, smiling. When you can actually appreciate a sunset, half the time we're at a beach or a vacation spot or in Ireland, do we really look at the sunset? Or are we inside thinking that we're looking at the sunset? That's the big metaphor here is how can you capture little moments most people, some of us on the last breath, we go, oh my God, and we get the flashing and we remember I could have lived a little more. We get only the good moments that we did live flashed at us. I'm, I'm jumping here a little. My point is you can start living more right away. You don't need anything. You don't need a book. You don't need me. You don't need this. You don't need that. Take a breath. Take a smile. Breathe. Half of us, it's the, uh, what do you call the physician, the annual appointment, the checkup. The checkup, yeah. The physical, Yeah. And that's the only time when a stethoscope is there, we actually take a conscious breath. Meanwhile, you've been breathing your whole life or you wouldn't be alive. Mm -hmm. So that's why all these meditation consciousness classes are great. And there's, you know, mindfulness and all these other groups out there. There's stuff about trauma, spirituality, awareness, authentic self, you name it. But this is about just getting a little more kindness, love and compassion going in the moment and asking the universe light beings, fairies exist, a jinn, mostly angels is what I do, about 100 angels or more, um, asking them to come in and help you a little bit. And even if you can't allow for that part, just take a breath, smile and ask the universe to do the job in a way that you can slightly pick up on something where your eyebrow goes up. You're like, oh my God, what was that? I just had two hawks fly by and that never happens. It's my favorite bird to have fly by. Or you can ask for a white feather to come through. There's someone I know who's having endless white feathers right now. She was getting a massage and even her masseuse found a white feather on her clothes and showed it to her. I know that sounds totally hokey, impossible, cliche, but if you don't ask, you don't get, do it. Have your own story. Do the Cinderella, pick a Disney movie. Maybe you don't like Cinderella, pick your own fairy tale on this and start living a little more. Unconditional love is shiny, infinite. That's why I'm being enthusiastic. And again, I'm lucky because the photos of angels exist. People can do it in a group, all languages. I only speak some French and English. And so, yes, I'm talking the intuitive spiritual thing here and get direct help or contact Sharon, but find your own way to allow for the topic. And that's the only way it's going to work. No one can tell you a thing. Yeah. Lovely, Michael. Yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah. So, you're so enthusiastic and I love it. I just think it's brilliant and it's contagious, which is really good. It's something that we, you know, usually we don't like contagious things, but your kindness and enthusiasm is, is contagious and your enthusiasm for helping people to find their joy and to find that connection is really powerful. And even you can feel it 
through, you know, the screen here as we're recording the podcast. I just want to let people know that if they wish to contact you, Michael, and to find out more, to check you out, because your website is amazing. You know, just even your website alone is fabulous. Having a look at it. Yeah, the website's interesting. Uh, I got to design a lot of that at the beginning. It was set up for me and now I've owned it. So I'm putting up the podcast, the shows, the photos of angels. I've got, I think, 70 plus testimonials now. I'm trying to get dual language testimonials. If you're from India, English and Hindi. So I have that German, English, you know, you name it. Um, but I'm always looking for more countries. And uh, there's a lot explained on there. I gave the service away for eight years. And one of the questions I'd slip in, partly to help the person acclimate to the process is, what, is my, what does Mike do for people? And I had that answered probably 700 times. I always have a person talk to three figures at the same time, three angels, three Native American chiefs, Plato, Mother Teresa, and Chogyam Trungpa, or Sai Baba from India. So the point is, you don't just get one answer for one question. You get a triangulation. You get some flavor, some contrast. It gets very funny. There's tons of humor. A nuclear engineer one time asked, should he quit smoking? He's smoking an American spirit cigarette. Like I think it's paper tobacco only, no additives. And I'm not advocating tobacco products or anything. Mm. Um, but he asked Dolknife, a Native American chief is unconditional love. Should I quit smoking? And Dolknife answered to him directly. I'm in a different room. I quit smoking every day. And I thought that was the funniest answer I've ever heard of. So I'm not kidding when I try to say, this is going to be so hard to break through a person's mental faculties and what they know, because we're paid to know what we know to the preclusion of possibility. So here's what I'm trying to say. Picture the coolest, most fun, wise, humorous, without thinking or ego, only your best interests at heart, like a really good black and white angel movie or name a modern one. Um, they're just here to help, but they don't want to interfere. They would be taking away from your life experience, which I know a lot of us aren't going to say, wow, my life's so fantastic. But in a way, think of it this way, you're getting, if you can slow down enough and perspective changes everything, we're borrowing probably from Wayne Dyer. Um, if you can slow down enough and appreciate in the moment, your life's actually pretty fantastic on some fronts. You'll have to look and find it and then celebrate it to acknowledge it. And so we're back to allowing. What can you allow for? And what can you walk away from this podcast? I'm going to mention a couple of things about compassion. Just compassion is treating all with kindness and love. It's having the awareness of a newborn baby. And so while, yeah, I might've gotten 700 or a thousand answers of what does Mike do for people? The word compassion can be defined limitlessly because there's trillions of layers of consciousness ahead for you. And can you at least touch one in the next year? Can you open up? I mean, I'm, I'm usually shut tight, like Fort Knox in America. Um, so scary it is to let go and suddenly expand a little on any front. My cooking class would be scary for me. I'm watching a different type of sport than I'm used to. But that's where branching out, see what happens. Try to get a little accustomed to letting go and, um, and not judging as much. Just 10% just less judging a week. That's all I'm talking about here. And so, yes, the website's a lot of fun. A lot of testimonials. I tried to set it up that it helps the person that just wants to peek. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I think once you peek and you can contact Michael and he can 
help you in whatever way that you need. If you want to ask him a question and find out more about, you know, booking a session with him, as he said, it may be an hour session that could be three hours or four hours long, depending on who's connecting to you and the amount of information that you want to receive into your life. So it's www.michaelandreford.com. And also you have a book, Listening to Angels on Amazon, Michael, as well, which can be found Amazon backslash author backslash backslash angels. But you're on LinkedIn also, Michael, as well. If anybody wants to connect with you there, that's where I connected with Michael on LinkedIn. And it's just been fascinating, Michael. And it's lovely to hear your experiences and the way that you are sharing with other people now to help them. Because for me, there are so many ways to help others, to help themselves, you know, because I believe we're here to empower each other and to show each other that we can be more than we believe. And that belief is in our minds, of course, and we have to step over, you know, whatever those old beliefs that are holding us back and to step into our heart more and more. And I think you're really helping people to do that, Michael. So I'm so- well, I know you are, Sharon. And, and I would just add, uh, mankind's ready for just a little more kindness and compassion, a little less thinking. Angels have been kind of shepherding us along, I'd argue, for a long time. Super patient. And if we could all learn just a little more patience, if everyone would do, and I'm borrowing from Archangel Uriel, if everyone do, would do just a little more listening, less conflict would arise in any given situation. I know there's an extra bit of conflict going on around the globe. Um, so mm. more compassion, more kindness, but it starts with self. So ease up on yourself. Don't freeze up on everything we just talked about. Allow, don't get in touch. Don't hit my website. Don't get that little book off Amazon, amazon.com forward slash author forward slash angels. It was written by angels, folks. It's a 15 minute read and there's an epilogue by Dale that's wonderful. And uh, if you think I wrote it, you'll just start laughing because you, if you knew me, there's no way I wrote it. I saw balls of light as I was typing and it's a super gentle short book. Michael, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and your enthusiasm and your energy. It has been wonderful. Well, thanks to everybody for listening and thank you, Sharon, for having me on and thanks for the patience, everybody. Lovely. Thank you so much, everyone. Um, please, as I said, go and check Michael out, www.michaelandreford.com and have a look around. As I said, you will be fascinated just looking around his website. And if you feel drawn to him, just contact him and I'm sure you will feel his enthusiasm much more when you are working with him one-to-one. For now, I want to thank you all for listening. And remember, that's one of those powerful words that Michael has shared tonight and that I too share is to listen to yourself. Listen to what you need. Ask and ask for support. Stay well, everyone. We'll chat to you soon.